My mate Wayne deserves to be sexed up without paying for it. That's why I'm putting on the Help My Mate Dwayne Get Some Teeth fundraising gig. So maybe somehow in this crazy mixed up horsey world we'll get some teeth for Dwayne, a hot one touch misses for me and we'll be partying, drinking, hustling, riding and How's that even impossible, eh? This is the N to Z of film. With Andy and Rajiv. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of season 4 of the N to Z of film, Wonder Wahine, where we're discussing the films made by prominent New Zealand women filmmakers. Today we're discussing the movie Deadly Ponies Gang by Zoe Bakatosh and in the studio or in her house <laughs> I have the, the, in the studio of her house the lovely Vanessa Stacy uh, singer songwriter producer writer actor I think we agreed on the term entertainer yeah director <laughs> yeah yeah bits and bobs yeah <laughs> Bits and bobs. She's a bits and bobser. So, uh, you, I mean, you have music out. I've, I've, I've Google stalked you a bit, and uh, I mean, I, I know you personally. You're in my circle of friends, but I was, I was like, at your oh, wedding, would you? You were. <laughs> <laughs> Just a reminder. But I, I didn't like, realize, like, I, I, you know, we've seen you sing, but I'm like, oh, she, you know, she, she makes the sort of music that I really love. Like, oh, she, you know, I really great... love like R and B and funk and stuff. I'm like, this awesome. is my music, so. That's awesome. So you've got you've got music out. We'll we'll plug it at the end of the podcast. I'll put some links on the page. Thanks, we'll mate. Thanks, Andrew. So hello. Do you want to do a synopsis for us of this film? Actually, actually, wait. Can we briefly? I forgot. I want to introduce the fact that Vanessa was on the tribe and you were on the tribe, the New Zealand television show. Oh, hey, fellow tribe mate. <laughs> mate, I just, I just said to Rajiv when he mentioned, I said it's like HPV, mate. It just doesn't go away. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like never. Ever goes away. Yeah, I've I've mentioned it to people in my office here on Guernsey. I'm sorry, and they've gone, oh yeah, the troll, the troll. <laughs> which sounds familiar. I mean, we should probably get uh, uh, the the man who edited the film we're going to talk about today uh, was a director on the tribe. So I that's love the, Costa. Another link, Costa Bertis. So every, there's been lots of people that have been directly involved with that show. My story about yeah, the, the tribe. Very few of them will admit it. I know. <laughs> very, I will happily admit that I tried to get work on that show. The day I walked into the office with my CV, they were like, oh, we're packing up to move to Australia I was like oh okay thanks. I rang them I rang them and we reduced coming quick bag up bag it up bag it up I just wore a really cool suit it was red and it had comic book panels on the front awesome what did and you I looked like a member of Split End did you have a char- did you have a character name so many didn't casino guy? no I was casino guy casino owner casino owner yeah. boss man oh. I don't know yeah you I suppose I was meant to be a teenager that knew about casino stuff Anyway, yeah, we're all supposed really... to be teenagers, mate. We're all supposed to be teenagers. This is going to be a new, a new yeah. podcast dedicated solely to <laughs> <No>. the tribes. <laughs> <laughs> and Holy that's the shit. end. Oh, Rajiv, there we go. That's our next season. Oh, God. Every episode is an episode of the tribe? No, you, you we can't do that. Yes. Well, you'd have it. It'd be a long season because everybody apparently is in the tribe. I have so many guests. So many. Okay. I can't go into a cafe without someone who's making me a coffee going, oh, my God, uh, you were in the tribe, eh? 
I was in the tribe. I'm like, yeah, you and everyone else. <laughs> except, except people. Sorry, everybody except Richie. You've got to the real reason why I've left New Zealand. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I had to. It's funny because I, I had to leave England because of the tribe. So oh, There you go. You know, goes goes full circle, much like most orifices. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you very much for humouring me on that. I appreciate it. I'm sorry to bring it up. I, I, any chance I can, I bring up the fact that Andrew is on it. So I have oh, to look, do that. Yeah. I, um, I, I didn't realise that there are lots of gifts of the tribe. Oh, right. And I didn't realise oh, this. Jesus, like on I know. It's yeah, it's oh. embarrassing. Wow. Anyway, but my workmates, I was having produced the uh, working on the Fringe Festival this year, and my uh, workmates who were who are of the age that they would have watched it. Found they went stalking me online and they found all these gifts and I beat them to it. So I put it up online. I was like, rocking into the week like Alice. Because <laughs> a lot of people sort of either don't know or, you know, that's really thankfully great. That's my awesome. friends never watched it. That's good to hear sense of humor about it. That's great. I think some people don't. Yeah. Like I, just, I, I to, used to, I didn't really used to. I'm even just searching in the Twitter thing. Oh, there's so many tribes. Okay. I know, it's just <laughs> terrible. We should get it's back like, to the I told you, HPV, mate. <laughs> just... Ain't going nowhere. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, <laughs> listeners who don't really know what the tribe is, but uh, <laughs> they probably do by now. I bring it up all the time. So, Zoe McIntosh's Daily Ponies Gang. Andrew, synopsis, hit us. It's about two mates who ride ponies and consider themselves a gang but they're not that deadly no they're pretty nice what and what's the story well that's not a synopsis give us this what's the the main thrust well, I mean, of the it's, story it's basically just about those two guys hanging out for the most part i mean sure there's a whole gig about raising money to get the guys get teeth. Dwayne's teeth they want to get Dwayne's Dwayne, teeth yeah get my mate what's oh, what oh, i wish i clint down, clint the gig is like... Oh, I've got it written down here. Gig help. to get my mate Dwayne his teeth back. That's it. Help help, help his... my mate get some new teeth fundraising gig. It's such a good title because yeah. it just rolls off the tongue, much like everything really in does. Dwayne's mouth. I don't imagine. There's nothing hindering it. It's true. Yeah, so it's like... it's. I think it's, it's billed as a comedy documentary about these two guys who bowl about i think gisborne maybe auckland. <laughs> it's south south did you guys um, watch their... the film no, no, but that's, that's, it's that's south auckland it's, I think. it is south auckland mm. but he does go what? on about gizzy yeah so it's a little talks about gizzy quite a yeah. lot and it's like oh okay sure well that's the thing is like they talk about gisborne quite a bit at the start yeah. and then it's yeah maybe that's the, where they grow um, the weed it could be Mm. Could be. I mean, well, that's, that's what I also thought. It's you know, there's lots of weed. It's Gisborne sunny. <laughs> good growing conditions for plants <laughs> such as marijuana. Um, anyway, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're in Ponsonby. It was like, did they ride the horses all the way there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they <laughs> talk about they talk about being on the fringes of of the city. So this is, I mean, this is one of the weird and things. Reality. I talk about. Gisborne's like, they're on the fringes of reality too, aren't they? Yeah, the fringes of reality. <laughs> yeah. But the rhinestone cowboy, who is my favourite thing in the film, yeah. is his bio on the internet I found. He he was born in the North Island, raised in the South Island, and then lived in Fakatane and I think Whangarei. Where did he go? Whangarei. His, his bio is very poorly written. Um, <laughs> and he's lived apparently in lots of different places. In the, in the, in this, much like this film, I'm like, oh, is it, yeah. is it like the geographical thing? Is it really relevant? It's like, I'm a New Zealander. Yeah, this yeah, is what exactly. I'm, like. I'm every man, the yeah, every yeah. man in New Zealand. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Well, basically, he's just got a swan dry on. He could be from anywhere. He could be. Yeah. I was actually really surprised at how skilled he was at rapping. 
I was surprised he was real. Yeah, like he's a real thing. Sp- yeah, and uh, that I had to, he's the one that <laughs> I researched. Up. Yeah, well, that was the thing. He no, he his had name music. Is, his name is, what is his name? Uh, Urquhart, Daniel Urquhart. And he has music. He hasn't updated his SoundCloud page in about three years, but he has real music. Yeah, and he had music before the film. So he, did. he was obviously, because yeah. I was like, is this like a lot of the film contrived? And have they set up the music? But he was great. He yeah, was really cool. Awesome. I mean, if you watch well, the credits, the only, there's so the many only thing credits. I found yeah. on YouTube for the Rhinestone Cowboy was one song that was on the film. It was well, on clearly, the film. Yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. she had directed the music video. And there was another video. That's probably how they got him on the film. But there was another video in the film where he's on the horse. It's like on the plans, which I couldn't find the internet. Whether that, I don't know whether they filmed they those specifically for... for the thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So he, I think he is quite a lo-fi sort of guy. I mean, Daniel Urquhart may be trolling all of us but I, I don't think so he seems so genuine like I listen to some of his music I'm like I think this is real I don't know it's hard to tell if it is a, if it is a troll it's magnificent yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's probably the highlight troll <laughs> it sounds like it's a whole the whole film is is a troll yeah well that's okay. right, all right. well we've, we've got into that now right. so Vanessa yes. I'm curious because you are a performer right yes so this film is performance right Absolutely. <laughs> I, um, I said to my flatmate who I watched the film with, I wish that I had watched it under different circumstances. I wish I'd watched it not critically, you know, not knowing that we were going to discuss it. Because I think I possibly would have enjoyed the film more. Right. But I did enjoy it. I really loved the central characters. I really liked Clint and um, Dwayne. And after realising that Clint wrote... His film. name is in the credits, his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and second cameraman. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And sort of going, well, actually, I, then I just sort of felt sorry for Dwayne because I think that they completely, <laughs> sort of, completely used him for, for the premise. But, well, yeah. I don't know because, like, so I think Clint and Dwayne are genuinely well, best friends. I, I, See, I was I, well, I don't know if they're best friends, but they know each other. They've worked together before. Absolutely. When you say worked, mm. what do you mean by that? Like in a tinny house. Well, so. <laughs> Yeah, if you check on the IMDb, yeah, you've got Clint, who's sort of the, I guess, main character of the film, who's he's very charming. Stuff. Let's be honest; they're both. He's very funny. Oh yeah, like they're both immensely charming. Yeah, absolutely, and, and they hold and the film absolutely hold the film together. Yeah, they're the sorts of characters that you're like, oh yeah, I'll I'll follow these guys for. Well, they're like the glue. I don't know while. if we should make a glue reference, given <laughs> that the the horses. <laughs> No horses were involved. <laughs> were hurt. Um, but I'm a little confused. Um, I mean, I looked at the INDB and I don't think Clint Rahm has any other credits, does he? No, well, I, I don't know. He, he does? He does. What does he have? K-Road Stories. Right, K-Road yeah. Stories. He, um, I feel like I've met Clint before too, and this is what bugged both oh, Carly okay, and right. I through the... I was like, I know, and I didn't know if I knew him through the Mankey Chop Boys because he was... And, or if that was subliminal because he was wearing uh, the top. Yeah. But I feel like I've met him before. Right. And um, That will take you out. Other, other audience members will not have that. But it, not initially. It. Like, only until I bought it as a documentary, right, because they're so believably um, Kiwiana. You know, they're so charmingly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> authentic, authentic's a better word. They had me right up until the fact, right up until the point where they introduced the kid, and the kid annoyed me. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that's exactly so, the same point. And I, it yeah. started. I was going, oh, it's really bugged me because it was because contr- they had me, yeah. and then I felt a bit ripped. Off, you know, so I was like, oh, because I think she did a beautiful job of just letting them be. But then, 
it became, as the film went on, it became slightly more contrived, which is obviously par for the course when you're making a comedy. Well, yeah, I mean, this is something I was really interested in, the, the aspect of mockumentary, documentary, which Costa obviously has had a problem, you know, he's been involved with um, mm. the making of Forgotten Silver, perhaps New Zealand's most famous mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, and I watched the film and I, I was completely enjoyed it, but what was interesting is the, the what do you call it, the, the, pra- the, the marketing materials around the movie. Mm. I mean, if you if you type in the word documentary into the NZIFF um, this comes festival, up. this comes up. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not. Graham Tucker <laughs> clearly states that this is not. I'm um, not a mockumentary in his his review of it on the NZ on Screen website. Please, I mean, Graham. the NZ on Demand website. It makes it look like a docu as well. I recently talked to Costa, who's this kind of a, a friend of mine. Twelve minutes makes it. All the f- you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he and he said there was a someone uh, there was some on demand site overseas that was having issues with what to label it. And he was adamant that it is not a documentary. No, no, it's uh, at all it's scripted. And yet, when I, I but before I talked to him, I hadn't actually seen it, and I, yeah. always, I presumed it was a documentary. Like for the first I, five minutes, I was like, but I saw, I saw, I remember when it was in the festival, and I was reading the, I was reading the guide, and I'm like, oh, Zoe has a documentary back, and I'm like, oh, this is a documentary about two funny guys. <laughs> so I was completely like, oh, yeah, it's a doco, and then Costa was like, no, it's yeah, not every, at all. Every, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm glad it's not just me because every marketing material, every mention of this film talks about it as a documentary. Yeah, which but I is, think, man, uh, but I think that that's like a. I mean, I think it's kind of a plus, kind of. You yeah, know yeah. Well, I think it works in their favour because honestly, the first ten minutes they had me, I was like, "These guys are great. Where did she find them?" As a filmmaker, I was like, but then as the film progressed, I found some of the scenes, particularly with the love interest, what she seemed really she was an actor, you know. Let's be honest, and not a great one. And I was, oh, you oh, know, I no, I don't think she was alright. I don't know. No, but I mean, if her job was to be natural, she was like, she felt like an actor, and those scenes felt improv. Like, because I do work a lot with young students and young actors that, you know, when we're devising stuff, we do, they felt improvisational, you know what I mean? Like, it felt like they'd talked about, they weren't necessarily scripted, but they've gone, we need to get from here to there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Clint's great at it. Like, he's, I think he's got, as I say, they were so charming. But but the the scenes with her were confusing to me, because I was trying to figure out what what is he to her? I mean, he talks about, like, dealing drugs to the pony girls. So I think I get the feeling, like... I don't know if that's a real thing, but do pony women that ride ponies smoke, smoke a weed? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but, but yeah, I was probably not. <laughs> I'd imagine that'd be on if they're on anything, they're on something a bit harder. Yeah, they'd be for, on for the pain medication. Yeah, yeah, they'd be sedated. But they'd I, be on ketamine. But it's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They okay. I like the idea of all these young women on ketamine. It's, it's a really slow trot today. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, but I was confused. Like when he first turns up and he's like, they're watching her, and there's lots of shots of the ass, which I, pr- which I think is Zoe Makedosh's bum because. She's credited as like the stunt double. She's stunt ass. <laughs> yes, I made right. it. But I, but I was <laughs> like, what? Like they're watching them, and I'm like, and then when they start talking, she knows his name, so yeah. she knows who he is. It just felt. Is this the guy that hangs out at the thing she, all the time? It, obviously, because I kept waiting for her to look at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going, you know, why have you been filming my backside for the last 25 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. <laughs> for every cutaway? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. The, it's like Andrew was saying when they introduced the. Kid, kid who was clearly a child actor because he was really just good. so, and also all of his props were clearly made by a twenty-eight-year-old woman. <laughs> you, reckon, you, didn't, you don't reckon he'd be capable of making that car? Probably not. Uh, no, and not the love booth with the like. No, <laughs> I was just for the kissing booth. I was like, yeah. Although that was, I mean, that, that was, was cute. That was pretty great. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, the kissing booth yeah. reveal was really yeah, great. That, it's an interesting thing. Because that was great at the end. Clinton yeah. Dwayne is so charming, natural. Yeah, they're great. 
But also, she, but then, she had me right up until the end. I could have happily watched an hour and ten minutes of that. I mean, there is a there is <laughs> a point. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I really like I really when it's with the kid, it's when that's he's where she kind of lost It's me. sort of like, oh, this is a bit. But what's fascinating to me is doesn't feel as natural. Yeah. But yeah. what's fascinating to me is how much of it is real. Like Clint, I mean, Dwayne clearly doesn't have teeth, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that is that is they haven't CGI'd them out. And then and then he's in the he's in the dentist he's in the orthodontist chair and they they clearly taking a mold of his teeth and he's like yeah film yeah. it and then I'm pretty sure I think are those real tattoos on their lips like how much oh, of yeah, this no, is no, fake no like, no, no is, I think they are genuinely the like I think Zoe had a great find <laughs> yeah yeah I think she and clearly her and Clint and I think maybe. He knows that he's quite funny, and, yeah. and so he's gone. I want a writing credit because you know he's me. But I, that's what I mean. I don't think it's. I can't imagine Clint sitting down scripting it. Is what I'm saying. I can't imagine unless, it, unless Clint is. It feels impro- improvisational. It feels like they've they've gone. Okay, we need this to happen in a scene, and that's how they've kept it feeling spontaneous. You unless know he's I mean? a genius, like the, the I've forgotten his name, the Ali G guy. Like it's all just character. Could it, is that a possibility? Well, yeah. There yeah. is a there is a moment at the end in the party where she sort of falls for it because her change, the love interest, was just annoyed me. Very strange. Just you know, and in defence of her, I, I was probably unfair earlier when I say I just felt that she was underdeveloped, and also that's a big swing to go from who's this stoned guy with his crackhead mate. <laughs> Um, who's perving at me and Nick Minute, I'm gonna give him a pash. You know, I just it was a big swing. It was a massive character then, arc in approximately seventeen minutes. But we know them pony girls are drinking and, and smoking lots of weed. So well, she's apparently into it. she's wasted. She's highly she's had some ketamine before the party. Sorry Andrew, we interrupt. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry. No, I, I honestly can't remember. I think it was <laughs> the Sasha Baron around, No, I was just naming the person you couldn't remember. Sorry. But just around Cody. It's I mean, nothing against the kid, but he se- like yeah, he didn't seem natural. No, and then I agree. there's the the his YouTube video, which is very obviously not YouTube. Yeah, and then there's the for me the real kicker was uh, the shot from like the second floor or whatever of their house. Yeah, the mum. That was the one that got, that was the one yeah. for me. Yeah, when his mum's like, ah, dinner's almost ready. It's, it's but, the, but that's... So... Well, by, by, by that point, I was already like, oh, yeah, this is contrived. And the, and the filmmakers know it. Like, that, that yeah. voice of the mum is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, but then she's also quintessentially like New Zealand. She's so point, Kiwi. I, it, but the, by that point, like, I had bought into it. Like, and again, yeah. because... And this is, like, this is the something I... The, the big thing I want to talk about with this film is expectation. Mm. Mm. So, every like, and everything I've read and seen about this film and obviously everything you guys have read and seen about this film talks about it as a documentary, a documentary <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. of some sort yeah. not a mockumentary no or a docu-comedy comedy, comedy documentary yeah well I mean and then I was 120% in on the film with these characters I thought holy cow these guys are amazing aren't they yeah same how did you find these guys this is phenomenal and then it just took a nosedive yeah yeah, yeah. For me, my interest. Like, it just, I felt, like, I felt betrayed. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but isn't it funny how much of... As a viewer? How much of our ego we imbue as a viewer as well. Because I was exactly the same, Andrew. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm duped. 
you know, because I loved them immediately. Yeah, the first 10 minutes, I was like, I love these guys. Mm. These are gold. Where did she find them? What a great, she must have met them and go, what a great concept for a See, documentary. Now- and then it found, I, I think Zoe's trying to blur those lines, which is actually really clever, but I don't know if they were, yeah. that was seamless enough. Well, what's really interesting about what you guys are saying, because you both, you both went and think it was real. Is that right? No, I, I went in with no expectations because I just watched it cold because right. you'd said, you know, and, and as I say, I wish I'd watched it without knowing that we were going to discuss it because I, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Because the, because the thing that I enjoyed it heaps. I did enjoy it. Don't, but, don't get me wrong. But what was interesting is that I went in because I talked to, to Costa and he was like, it's not real. No. So I went in completely like, oh, this is just fake. Yeah. And what was interesting is the first few minutes I was like, well, it oh. seems very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the things started happening there was like completely contrived. And I was like, okay, now I understand what Costa means. Yeah. This is pretty freaking funny still. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas like, I think, I do think if I went in back in 2013 when I was working in the Usher at the Film Festival and watched that film, watching I might have been disappointed. Yeah. Well, I think that's, <laughs> the, it sounds like Andrew and I were in exactly the same position. Because I, 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 much like you, Andrew, I loved them. <laughs> First 10 minutes, I was like, yeah. I just, oh, these like, guys are gold. Girl, this guy's talking about so many horses. He's like um, <laughs> Bubba from yeah. Forrest Gump talking yeah. about horses instead of shrimp. And they're charming. Like, it's phenomenal. Quintessentially Kiwi. They're the, they're the Kiwi back bushes that no one likes to yeah. talk about. So, <laughs> but we, uh, that we all, uh, they were so endearing. And it's funny because then that makes me just on the outside, on the outside, if I was in charge of marketing this film, I would have a hard time because I would be like, oh, this is really great. Docu comedy is how, it, yeah, and that's how Graham sort of, but yeah, and and Costa was like real adamant, like it's not real. No, absolutely not. And yet, and yet, you'd be you'd be like, well, it seems like a documentary. Well, this was <laughs> well, that's interesting, and specifically with Costa because Forgotten Silver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we all watched that knowing that Forgotten Silver was a fast. wasn't real, and it's hilarious watching but, it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then the people who first watched it on TV, <laughs> thinking it was real. Like, yeah, you get a sense of how they would feel betrayed. Like, it's... Yeah. But if you watch this film with a critical <laughs> eye, like you guys did, you can, yeah. you can see it. And and I was wondering with an average... It's not even a critical know. eye. It's It just gets to a point in the film, and it's no fault of any of the people in it or anything, but it just starts to feel inauthentic. Yeah. But do you not still and feel... even as a casual audience member, you would pick up on that. Sure. But it seems by all accounts that people at the film festival when it came out loved it. No matter what, if, what, what people, these three of us are saying in this. Well, this, this is what I'm saying, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved it too. Or no, let's no, let me clarify. I loved them. I really did. I really loved. I mean, my characters. issue with the film is that I don't know what the narrative through. Yeah, well, point that's is. my my point. And I think I think that's what I was saying earlier. I think Zoe wanted to blur those lines, but they weren't blurred enough to be. I think the casting in regards to the because I lost it around Cody. Because you know what I mean. Oh, that's funny. Because I really love Cody, and I loved well. his YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't like those. I didn't like those at all. I just thought, ah, uh, yeah, she kind of and, and 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 as I say, I really wish I'd watched because I would have because I did really enjoy it. But because I watched it knowing we were going to discuss it and what was watching it critically, it did kind of mar it a little bit for me. I think if I'd watched it just as a viewer, I would have really loved it and gone, that was cute. You know, but the term—I mean, we, or we, even if oh. the whole film had just been hanging out with 
the two guys. And that would have been fine with me. They were the they were the gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, the I got I got a little bit tired, to be honest. So I'm glad that the Rhymestone Cowboy came in and, yeah. there, was a, and, there, was, and there was a party. Yeah. But the NZIFF website, even the, the archive, it still says Zoe McIntosh doesn't want you to mistake this equally improbable portrait for a mockumentary. So I'm thinking, you know, what the film is, is there's a lot of truth in what these two guys are. But Absolutely. then on top of that, they've contrived a lot of stuff to make a story. Yeah, of course. And I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, oh, that, well, I mean, that's because as you say, you know, we, you, you know, it would have been different if I was really iry and watch. I could watch Clinton. I feel like I have spent a whole night with Clinton Dwayne <laughs> previous times in my life. But I, um, yeah, I completely. And I was sitting there for the first ten minutes, going, "How is she going to make? What's going to happen?" There, as you wrote, there has to be a narrative arc. There has to be sort of. But that's what I mean. Some of them were so steep. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. they uh, didn't kind of. I, uh, there was a beautiful naivety to the film, which is really enjoyable. And I thought that that was what was really lovely, and I, I, it was beautifully shot. I really enjoyed that. I really liked the edit. I thought Costa did a great job, but there were certain, and it can only come down to performances, unfortunately. And I don't know who's, you know, that, yeah, Cody. I didn't believe, and I didn't believe the love interest. I liked her as an actor, but then I was like. I don't believe this at all. I mean, I the scene with the kissing believe. is not yeah, real. Yeah, it's just completely... But Zoe would know that too. Oh, yeah, well, it's just, it's just an unbelievable there. arc to happen in 12 minutes. <laughs> it's just like, right, you... Because she talks to him, and she talks to him like he's... A crazy person. Like a, an irritant. Thanks. Yeah, an irritant. He's an irritant. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, God... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out what their relationship is. I'm like, they don't have a relationship. Like, she doesn't really know who these guys are. But that scene does feel. I think Clint's. I, yeah, I think Clint. It could potentially it'd be interesting to see as an actor what else he has. Oh, what he you has know, I, think, I don't know how many dimensions he'd have. But well, was, James Crute did an interview with him in 2014, which I thought was fascinating. Would have been hilarious. I'd love to hear that. It's so very funny. I've taken out some uh, some key um, quotes from the interview. Thank you for James, the James Crute. And I, you know, this is this sort of stuff. He's just like, well, this is a narrative. Like, this is yeah, this yeah. can't be real but but he said like he said he said that me and Dwayne have shared girlfriends in the past we shared them. <laughs> at the he, same we time shared them uh, nobody wanted to do transactions while the cameras were around so do you think the they weed, are genuinely weed, dealers I don't know but it's a great it's a great quote well they weren't very big tunnies I'd be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> he said there was no love from the pony girls while the cameras were around so I don't know whether he means they weren't giving him money for tinnies or whether they weren't having sex with them I don't know since the film has come out, Dwayne has got some filly knocked up. <gasps> what, an actual horse? <laughs> uh, and he hopes to get a TV series going with that hot babe Zoe McIntosh. And he's writing in heaps of strip bar scenes because if I don't get paid much money, I sure want to be entertained. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, you can't, I think you can't fake that. It's real. <laughs> And I'm sure we've met. <laughs> I mean, whatever happens, I was thoroughly entertained by Clint. He's Absolutely. He's been, I'd watch, how is he that, should have his how own is YouTube channel. How is that even impossible? How is that even impossible, man? <laughs> I know, how is that even impossible? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, did they, oh, that's not grammatically correct. That's what I was like, it. this hasn't been written. But then Dwayne says it later Does as it? well. Dwayne says it's not even, you know, oh, that's not even impossible. I was just like, oh. <laughs> They can't do... They're not good with the talking. But yeah, <laughs> talk, talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> talk so much. I, I did think the NZIFF website with the, the, the Concord's embarrassing low-life country cousins was, was great. <laughs> well, that, that's what I thought. That's why I thought it was so charming. That's what I'm with you, Andrew. She had me. First 10 minutes, I was like, I love these guys. What a find. 
she's a genius. She's and he is in some weird bogish kind of way. <laughs> you know, back backwater kind of, you know, deep bush kind of genius. Um, <laughs> a comical genius. And Dwayne and then by the end I sort of I was like, oh poor Dwayne, I feel like they've exploited him. But then he was totally up for it. So when Andrew, when his teeth I don't know, like it's I don't know. Oh, this is <laughs> I just can't get over this weird sense of betrayal, and I don't. Yeah, like, I feel you. It would be. I think I would have a different experience watching this in a few years from now. Oh, yeah. Going in, knowing what I'm getting myself into, or knowing whatever the hell is going on. <laughs> um, right, 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 right. But I think, aside from feeling sort of betrayed as an audience member, in terms of, oh, this is real. Oh, kind no, of, kind of real, not. not real. Oh, it's kind of? of. Oh, I don't know what's. Yeah. Wait, what's real? What's not? I don't know. I'm confused. What's happening? Oh, things are happening. It's over. Oh shit. Okay. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I if it's not real, I feel really sad that they're not out there. <laughs> yeah, I feel sad. Oh, honey, they're out there. I feel sad that there aren't two guys rocking around. On blinged pimped out ponies. Blinged, pimped out ponies. I mean, I think that I think that Dwayne is out there. As to whether he's on a pimped out pony, I don't know. But I think Dwayne is actually there. Dwayne Clint is, might... without a doubt, the most genuine. And I <laughs> and there's definitely that's what I mean. That at the end of the film, I felt for Dwayne because I felt like he had in some way been exploited. Well, you know, that's that, all of these words are way too harsh. This is actually a really charming I film, but I really I, enjoyed it. I, I, he clearly wanted to be there, but I forget a fun time. I yeah. mean, if 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 Dwayne is not real, he needs to be acting right now because he is because he's the most like, believable. <laughs> yeah. I think I just want Dwayne and Clint to have their own YouTube channel. I think they would just. They might. I haven't checked. I love they might them. Do. I loved them, and maybe that's it. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. Maybe being too harsh on on Cody and the Pony Girl, because I um I just really wanted to see Clinton Dwayne. Clinton, so Clinton any distraction yeah. for them? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were so to, genuine. Hang out with them, delivering their Santa presents and going to the beach. There's yeah, like a contemporary but also a bush, like, bush uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, <laughs> putting the hood Robin, into Robin Hood. Hood. So, um, but then you know. Where do they keep their horses? How many horses do they have? Because there seems to be a number of horses. I think the problem is, Andrew, I think you and I and and Rajiv are using things like logic and facts in our argument, and I don't know if these were applied <laughs> in the devising of the film. I mean, the most interesting thing in anything, any discussion whatsoever is uh, economic systems. I mean, where is the money coming from? Is it just weed? Because they do appear to sell shit on the side of the road as well. They do. Sell, like, well, they're selling all kinds of yeah. shit. And when they say, you know... Well, is, and horses are cheaper than cars, so that's fine. So do they yeah. sell horses? Um, I, don't I had a question of, uh, is drunk riding a thing on the books in New Zealand? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you can definitely get... Yeah, yeah. Partner, definitely, but, um, definitely. You can. Of course. Yeah, I think you can get fined. Of course for... you can. Yeah, a horse is a dangerous animal. You can't buy riding around it. You're operating heavy, heavy... <laughs> not machinery. <laughs> I like the way that uh, Clint, but, Clint you know, described it. You can't be you can't be done for drunk driving, surely, for riding a horse. No, I, I, I don't know for sure, but of course, I reckon you can. I mean, it's of course you you ride a horse down. Some cop sees you riding a horse down the road, and you're like blind drunk. Your your horse is swerving all over the well, place. Well, you're still drunk and disorderly. Well, why would your horse be space? swerving all over the place? Your horse knows where it's going. No, it doesn't. Your horse could be going totally straight. 
No, but I don't think you understand a, ho- a horse takes its cues from a rider. A horse is going, well, this guy's drunk. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse. Every horse, I, it didn't take any construction from me. They totally know where they want to go. They're pretty stubborn. No, but, uh, but uh, I mean... Uh... A horse, a horse can like wander off. Like yeah. they're like, it's not going to like swerve left and right constantly because you're swerving left and right. But it's like, no. oh, oh, this guy wants to go into this paddock. Okay, it won't well, be we'll, bouncing we'll, off. We'll wander into this paddock, and some guy's going to go. Why is there a horse wandering around the paddock? And then they'll see a drunk guy, and then they'll probably call the cops because that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm sure there's many a country yarn of oh, and Stanley jumped on a horse, and he fell asleep, and he just found his way home. I'm sure there's many, there's many stories and, of that. And if your horse, if you're drunk and your horse wanders onto the road and causes an accident. The, the cops aren't going to like, well, we can't do anything, it's a horse, and not give you a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. Would be drunk and disorderly, wouldn't yeah, it, surely, yeah. in public? I love I love this podcast. We're discussing We've, se- we've totally so segued. That's so because wait, we what if you got drunk, and then you got on your horse, but then you fell off the horse because you were so drunk, and then the horse went out and caused an accident? Yeah. Like horses aren't uh, horses aren't considered autonomous beings in human civilization. The, you are there is a person responsible for that horse. Like if your dog goes out and bites a baby, they're like, "Well, we'll find the dog." Like, what you I find, find what I find most interesting is that we've well, no, spent they destroy the dog. we're spending yes. five minutes to discuss the 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 uh, possibility of being drunk and discharged by being drunk, but none of us have, have discussed the ramifications of the film on then selling weed. <laughs> Which is probably far more important conversation. They discuss it quite openly, don't they? It's fine. Pretty open okay. that they're selling weed. He's got a police scanner. Yeah, and does. the one scene with Dwayne by himself, yeah. which I absolutely loved. <laughs> he's got the police scanner and it was just sitting there and I was like, that's a police scanner. They must be, before they'd even introduced the weed, I was like, they must be growing weed. <laughs> um, apparently, yeah, apparently, apparently. Like... Yeah, so I, I thought that was a really nice way to establish that storyline. I, 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 I don't know how much thought went in, but it was the, just... The yeah. interview with James Crook makes it look like they're some, they're not they're not growing their own weed. They're they're no, getting they're getting that from to, Gisborne to, yeah. to sell. <laughs> but she freely admits in an interview published in a New Zealand national newspaper, which is great. Well, you, I, I want to know. Yeah, it is interesting what happened after the film of people and the, and of Clint's at the door going, "Hey guys, it's just a doc. No, it it's not a documentary. It's a comedy." <laughs> Yeah. It's completely scripted. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Weed. Please turn up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they turn up to like Clint or Dwayne's place and like, oh hello, <laughs> no, sorry, it's not, it's not a documentary. Yeah, we. Areas. I'm not even from New Zealand. No. I'm obviously from London. <laughs> hello. I don't even know. Never touched. I don't the know weed. enough about weed, but I don't know if the cops give a shit about dudes dealing weed in the country. No. <laughs> I but really I mean, know. I, I don't, I don't know. know. Dwayne, I think that brings us to the conversation that we're getting deep here, but of how Dwayne lost his teeth. Well, why does he not want to discuss it? Is it in the car accident Well, for, as soon as I saw Dwayne, I was like, like oh, he's fallen. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, oh, Dwayne's fallen down a couple of cracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... Well, so, okay, Dwayne goes to the orthodontist and they, mm-hmm. you know, mm. spatter him with They mold him, they mold him some teeth. They mold mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He looks genuinely nervous. They there. come, in the, they come in the mail, yeah. which is great. But then his teeth just come in the mail. Yeah, like no, but they do. No, but you don't go. You, you have to go teeth, for a fitting, don't, like, don't you? You hey, have to go for a fitting. We'll get your. We'll have your new teeth here, and we'll fit them for you. Make sure you would think so, wouldn't you? So great. I love it so but much. But that, maybe that wasn't convenient per, perhaps, for narrative. Perhaps with the rural communities, they're like, oh, it's just too much. They've come in once. We'll just mail it to them. Well, his mouth might have changed size, would it? They deal yeah, with yeah. like horses and shit. They know all about. Yeah. They'll take it to their uncle to drill it to get it to the right shape. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. 
That's how it works, right? Which was actually one of the cutest scenes. I thought that was sweet. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. Oh, look. Next uncle, here's three. It does, it does make me wonder. It feels super charming. Like, I, there are really lovely moments. But as you say, it's that, it's that I think that bl- line that Zoe's playing with of, uh, of, yeah. of um, doc, docu-narrative, you know, and the narrative's pretty loose as well, That that's where it that's where I kept falling down going, oh. Well, it's funny because well, the narrative yeah, is an interesting make, thing make to money play with, but it's just. Like, yeah, that's. He needs new yeah. teeth. So, was that, that party, which clearly happened in a bar in Monsby, was it real? Did they yeah, raise that party, money? That party, Did they use that money to buy the teeth? That was definitely a golden dawn. I played many gigs there. Yeah. yeah. And when Matthew came on, I was like, oh, okay, so Zoe's a, a scene. Okay, she's in that scene. She's obviously an artist based on, you know what I mean? So, they're all quite. So if we go back to Zoe, so Zoe used to be, a, I mean, she directed short films and stuff, and I'll mention a story in a minute, but she she worked on The, the Grave, right? New Zealand, a TV show in Wellington about artists and yep. the artistic scenes. And she was actually profiled in one episode. And I, I remember quite specifically, she's riding horses. She's introduced <laughs> okay. on a horse. So right. Zoe is a horse person. So I'm wondering, is this how they, they met each other? Maybe they used to, she used to buy weed off him well, when she was a teenager well, at a pony club. Well, Clint, Clint <laughs> in the interview with James, James Crew was like, how'd you meet up with him? And she's all like, he's all like, yeah, she, she asked me for a lift home or a lift to uh, the Auckland. And I didn't have my pony. So we, I had to walk into the bus stop. And it was a bit embarrassing because then I slipped on a dead bird that was on the ground. <laughs> Clint, every anecdote that Clint has involves slipping on some kind of carcass. <laughs> yes, okay. But I didn't wonder, like, do they meet? Is she is she one of those pony girls? Is that what the story is? Well, that would make sense because they. But then I don't know if I believe a word that comes out of Clint's mouth. As much as I I adore him, I think he's charming. I'm like you. So you don't think he slipped on a dead bird? I think anything's possible. <laughs> possible. Anything's possible. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. I mean, I did Zoe. Zoe, Zoe has an interesting background because you know she has a documentary background. So mm. she made this movie, Lost in Wonderland, which is fantastic about the New Zealand attorney Rob Moody, the cross-dressing mm. attorney, mm. wears dresses to things. And then one of her earlier things was a film called Day Trip, which Costa Botes I think co-wrote with someone else. And I ended up acting in. Oh, did <laughs> you? Know? I'm not a performer in any way. So you've shape been directed form. by Zoe. I had been directed by Zoe. She didn't give me much direction, which means I was obviously amazing being playing Indian dairy owner. Well, uh, absolutely. Because that's that's what I do. But the story the story was funny. I was like, oh, I can't. You know, Costa was a he's a mentor of mine. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm working full time in my job at this post production house. And then like a few weeks go by, and then like the big boss of the company who never comes down to the little dark tape room where I was working. Yeah. Opens the door. I was like, Rajiv, you got to go film with Costa tomorrow. Uh, I was like, what? He got over your head. He got over my head because like, he knew my boss. And all the guys in the room that I was with were like, what? I'm like, yeah, Rajiv's got the day off tomorrow. He's filming a short film. Off you go, Rajiv. I was like, oh, okay. It was really, it was really weird. Good and I remember Costa. turning up to set with, with Zoe and I was real because I'd never acted, but I'd made, I made a few shorts in my house. I I never acted, so I, I wore my, my woolen jersey, and I was like, oh, and I bought all these costume trends. I was like, what, are you, what, what should I wear? Yeah, and yeah. she's like, I'll just wear what you're wearing. It's fine. Brought <laughs> a selection of pennies. Yeah, a selection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a really great experience. I mean, and then like I had many, many, because they played it one time on a, on New Zealand television, and yeah. so all my aunties and uncles were like, we saw you on TV. Like, I was like, yeah, that's my, my brush with fame. But she, she had a, in the film was about this gang member, he was a real gang member who had mm. written this book about gang life. And, she, you know, it was really, and I watched the finished film and it had a real authentic feel, which is yeah. interesting, you and Andy talking about the authenticity, you know. Mm. She's not a, she's not about high, high stylized, you know, visual treatments. It's all about like, mm. sort of, it really, it felt quite real to me. So I was like, yeah, that's obviously her strength. 
Yeah, well, I, that, that's where I think both... At, well, I mean, I can't talk for you, Andrew, but uh, I th- I think that's well, that's what I mean. The moments that are, are clearly just handheld, document, letting them do their thing are magic. Mm. And then the moments, because she's probably not a film director in that sense, that she's not used to directing... You know what I mean? Like, she's used to the, the play, yeah, uh, playing like out and catching it. all of the stuff it. with just... Like Clinton Dwayne. Well, like, the locked off just... shots I didn't buy. Cody's locked off shots, you know, the static shots because yeah. like, everything else was mobile. Well, yeah, except I just for, don't know. Except for one when he's like feeding his horse. Yeah, when he's so showing, showing off in front of the kid. And he just starts giggling. Starts dancing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, that felt genuine. Yeah. I loved his dancing. I loved it. I love the scene where he wasn't talking <laughs> when he's in front of the kids. Yeah, same. Same. I thought his, he was great. Oh, he put his head down. What's he put his head down? What's that about? Oh, he's dancing. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that stuff I loved, but the stuff was direct to camera where I was just like, yeah. He I kept pushing the horse back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, for, I mean, I, I I was fine with it, but child performances, you know, this shit's difficult. Unless oh, unless you're unless me, you're living I've directed on directed a lot of kids. It's a, hard. Unless it's the the golden age of Netflix where they just like seem to be able to cast amazingly well. But, you know, apart from that... Well, not everyone's <laughs> Julian. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not everyone's Julian, Julian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I, I always give like, anything that's got a kid in it, I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. It's fine. You know, and, and he, was, he was charming enough. It's, I, I like the stuff in the spa pool with his mate. No, it's, <laughs> that was cute. But that's the thing, is that, that it's not that, you know, him or the love interest were bad. It's I just can't they even didn't remember her name. Really yeah, they just feel didn't. as authentic. But weird, in a weird way. Like, there was some weird, I don't know, not necessarily authenticity if we're unsure of, you know, how real or not anything happening in this film is, which is an interesting, you know, way to watch something. But there's there's a naturalism yeah. to Cody, um, to Dwayne and... Well, it's like they're, it's like Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne and Clint. Well, it's like they're super, Clint, it's like they're supernatural. <laughs> and then so when you bring in other... Natural actor, and well, it just felt like she was an actor, and she felt familiar to me as well. But um, yeah, when I think you bring in someone else playing natural next to someone who just is genuine, it's always going to feel contrived, you know. And that's not Zoe's, you know. That I, I, I mean, yeah, I feel bad being even critical because I, I really don't like critiquing other people's work. But, <laughs> you know, it's that's the situation I've well, willingly put myself this in. This is a pretty stupid thing to really do, isn't it? I, I work at film and TV here too, and work, be critical of yeah, like, yeah, other see, people's work. I'm never going to get in the job because so. I love to. I love the film, but I just, you know, we. That's what you, you know, th- those bits. It was just, it took me out of that world and I kind of was like, I totally bought in to Dwayne and Clint and I, I just went, oh, bugger. Yeah, I, I felt disappointed. <laughs> felt a bit hurt off. Yeah. But well, I wish I'd watched it, yeah, it without like, the intention. Like, you look, I don't know, it's IMDB is not the be all and end all, but <laughs> you sort of, you look at the people in it and then you look at their other work and they have been in other things. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well then you're not these people. Because <laughs> yeah, but fairly. <laughs> That would be weird. <laughs> you also can't blame them for your expect for the expectations that you walked in with. Yeah, you know, it's that catch. Well, no, but I walked in with expectations because it you is had been told it was a documentary. As a documentary, it builds itself as a documentary. So that's my, that's what I want to talk about with in terms of expectations. Yeah. Like if you walk into a film expecting a comedy, and it's not. That if it's oh look, let's a be honest, dramatic film. I've walked into lots of walk, films like, expecting no a comedy. How, yeah, <laughs> but if, if it's a dramatic film with comedic moments, but say the trailers or any advertising you see only talks about the comedy, yeah, 
you're going to come out of that film more than likely disappointed. Yeah. Sure, uh, no, because I, I, yeah, you, you know, you've expected a comedy, mm-hmm. but you've got a drama with comedic moments. Yeah, no, just as an just as an example. Yeah, yeah. and we can't. I mean, I don't. I mean, what you, do you have a do you have like a, a point you're getting to with that? Was it was it simply that you know you came in with a certain <laughs> expectation? I don't. I don't mean it. In do a you have a point? Sorry. Inter- I, I mean, hey, I, I don't mean. I that. never have a point. But, um, <laughs> No, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like... My point, no, no. My point is, is that I came into this film expecting it to be a documentary, yeah. i.e. expecting it to be real life. And then it very much became not real. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that seems, that's fine. I mean, we've talked about that, I think, quite a lot in this, yeah. this podcast. But what yeah. is interesting to me is before I went to Victoria University and did a film degree, I was always like, oh, you know, when I get given a documentary, I'm like, it's fact. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a this is a real life thing. After being at Victoria University and like uh, watching Werner Herzog documentaries and uh, countless others, uh, Forgotten Silver, uh, as propaganda, a, you know, like uh, I came away and I did a I did a I spec- I did a four hundred level paper about ethnographic filmmaking and how you know the act of making a movie changes the subject matter. Mm. I come I go into every documentary ever now i mean this is a bad example because this is a weird one but but now whenever i go to like a werner herzog or, or a documentary cinema i go and completely expecting everything to be fake yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always you know well i mean i don't just don't think this is a documentary I think there's, <laughs> there's, there's a difference between expecting a documentary to be i don't know fake is the right word but a documentary to be sort of lying to you like there's the I think the most famous recent one, as far as I'm aware, is Werner uh, Herzog uh, with the Cave of Forgotten Dreams. <laughs> you know, but he like he talks about some weird albino Al- alligators. alligators. Yes, that's right. Yeah, or something. <laughs> it's like that's complete fucking bullshit. But sorry, whatever. That's something tossed out there. It's like okay, whatever. Goddamn weirdo. Right. But this, it's I think it's that authenticity. Well, then that's that's not Zoe's fault, is it? That that's that because I agree with you and the fact that she had me, and then I went ah, oh. but but I, yeah, I I just I think it's really unfair for them to say that it's a doc. I think she's a doc. She is a documentary maker. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's where she fell down in the scenes that were contrived, felt contrived. That you know, so that's why they're in it the wasn't realms that, of something like this. Yeah, As, yeah, as opposed yeah. to when she's making fiction, I think she's it works a great documentary. Yeah. I love the way it was shot. I love the characters. I thought they were great. And if 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 if, if I, as as you say, Andrew, I would have been quite happy for the, them to dictate the, the film, but there wouldn't have been a narrative. Not that there was. It's know, interesting, Andrew. What you what you what you really interesting because if 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 Costa has had his way and everywhere this is constantly billed as not a documentary at all as no. as, as as a narrative fiction, would you think? I mean, it's hard to tell, but do you think you would have been better with it <laughs> in your in your reaction? Yeah. To it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wonder if that's like none of that's necessarily the filmmaker's fault as no, the I marketing totally team who've decided. Yeah. This is what this is going to be, you know. Or, or even worse, the festival it's just so, built it without such a small it. film. I don't know if you can talk about a marketing team, or if it's you know they decide to fill it. I, I, like this is I don't know. It's billed as a comedy documentary on everything that I've been able to find. It's talked about as a comedy documentary. It's like okay, that's it's a documentary that's funny. That's I, I can totally get I behind think... that. And I start watching it, and I'm thinking. 
okay, this is real, and these guys are really funny. This is a comedy documentary. These guys are great. I love them. I'm totally on board with them. Oh, it's not real. Fuck. Well, fuck that's all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many times we can keep going. so offended. Andrew's taking it personally. I don't know how, I don't know how far we can keep... I, did. I don't know how, I, I don't know how many times we can keep going around the same point, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you, you've just said you don't know how, you know, small filmmaking... I mean, we're getting outside the realms of what this podcast really is, but teams of marketing really do make a difference. And I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I really think that Costa was like, you know, this is being built or something it is not and I don't have control over oh, that. Oh, that would have been frustrating. <laughs> I think it's an improvisational documentary. I don't even think that's a genre, but I th- that's what it feels it's, like. It, is. I mean, that's it feels it is. improvisational. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they've gone into the scenes. That's why they still feel kind of loose. But thank God Clint's driving them because, you know, really, that, that that scene with the first wish, he's gifting stuff to yeah, the lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. that felt like she was resisting going fuck off um <laughs> like you know like she would ordinarily have you know so it, it feels like an improvisational documentary but it's shot in a document yeah it's a yeah it's a mockumentary i mean the one thing we can all agree on is that there should have been more rhinestone cowboy surely that's the that's my main takeaway <laughs> well see i think that's yeah, a great spin-off film with more pimped could have been a, ponies. yeah yeah i oh, am more pimped out ponies yeah um, my wife hasn't seen it yet but she quite likes ponies so i'll i think i'll get around to show you at some point i mean i was like this this is some great ponies these ponies are great <laughs> i love these ponies and i love the i love the scene where clint described his pony as a weapon as yeah a yeah, weapon yeah. Of war you know oh we could he could just snap like what how what, what is he gonna bite me like what yeah Gonna, steal my apples? I love it. I love it. They just seem so docile and nice. <laughs> Clip, uh, do you know what I think would have been a, a, a better, or not, a, a, an interesting narrative, not better, uh, would have been the story of uh, Clint and uh, Dwayne's search for the rhyme cowboy. The rhymestone cowboy? Right. Yeah. Because so they... Clint tracked him down, huh? In the narrative well, of the I story. Don't, what a good like, question, oh, Rajiv. I, did I he? <laughs> you know, I'm just like, really? Did he? I don't believe it. When you say you talk to him, and so according good. to the, the, the Rhymestone Cowboys website, he lives in every city in the country. I love so. that you're taking that, that <laughs> quote from the film <laughs> as a fact. <laughs> I don't know how far these guys go in their horses. They clearly go from the outskirts of Auckland to the interior of Auckland, but perhaps they go to the South Island. Imagine that. Imagine that that would have been hilarious. Imagine Clint and and Dwayne on the ferry with their horses. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Now that's a, that would have been a great narrative. And search from the rhinestone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Joey has done the an search of the, the stone. What's the? What was the? It could be like a spin-off from from the you know the lord of the rings no no <laughs> no no Sorry. no going in search of the rhinestone cowboy oh i see in search of the rhinestone that's the sequel that's the sequel that the, should the, be the sequel that be like there's enough strip bars in it though so i don't know whether that there's no works. strip bars and <laughs> let's clarify there are no strip bars in this film <laughs> I think this simply gives them an opportunity to tour every strip bar in oh, New Zealand. Yeah, fair enough. That's where the Rhinestone Cup yeah. is going to be. Speaking of strip bars, um, what then do you make of Dwayne's dream sequence? Oh, yeah. Wow. I wasn't expecting that, that's for sure. Yeah. There was, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a documentary, but then there's a... I think you need to let that go, Andrew. 100% dream sequence. <laughs> I think sequence. you just need to let... It's nothing about this as a documentary. I, I mean, I really feel by the, t- by the time this dream sequence comes in, everyone is on board with this as a narrative. <laughs> or you... Like, we were kept going... As I say, I wish I'd watched it not critically, because I, I would have just gone... <laughs> I wouldn't have cared so much, but I, then I spent so much time going... Uh, uh. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. as to what, what it means, I don't quite understand it. I mean, he he's... 
I mean, it's happy. He's happy about it because he's a topless lady, but her head is um, not human. Um, so that's weird. Do you think it's a... She, she's got a pony head. <laughs> yes. And she's she's topless and she's giving him meat, which he can eat now. Because he's got cause teeth. teeth. Yes, I understand. That's the narrative. I understand that. But isn't, it, question, isn't it a play on the it. whole, uh, yeah, the collage that he's making for the, you know, the award for the love interest that none of us can remember her name? Pony girl. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I just thought it was like him, like, he's going to have his teeth sent, so he's, he's dreaming about how great it's going to be. And I guess topless ladies with, with horse heads delivering you meat is pretty freaking great <laughs> if you're Dwayne. Again, I feel like all of us are putting more thought into this uh, than possibly they did. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I had no teeth, I guess I guess I would miss meat. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like enjoy, I enjoy eating Hell meat. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that would I've got teeth, but live with a vegetarian, I miss meat. <laughs> but a, a topless woman with a horse head, I don't know whether that would ever feature in any dream. I mean, I never well, say never, I guess. Well, it just makes me feel concerned for the horses, actually, Rajiv, <laughs> if I'm honest. And and now we've heard he's got a filly knocked up. Doesn't work, that doesn't work biologically, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, what were you saying? Sorry. No, nothing. Nothing. Nothing of importance. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right, so I think we should start summing up. Um, you guys both clearly hate this film. No, and I love this no, film. no, 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 no. I do not hate this film. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love this film, and I thought that I loved Clint, and I loved Dwayne, and I thought Zoe did. I think she's a great documentary maker, but the bits that fell short for me were the bits that were more contrived, and that. Um, but then, you know, is that her directorial choice that she wanted it to be very clear? Okay, just to clarify, guys, this is not a documentary. It's not a documentary. Film. I mean, the, the older really I get, enjoyable. the more I the more I cherish things that make me smile and laugh. Same. And yeah. it made me smile and laugh. And there were things where I'm like, yeah, that's not good. But as Andrew will tell you, I pretty much give every film five stars out of five stars because I'm like, well, I had a good time. And it was yeah, fine. yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's the yeah, most sensible. How many five stars out of five stars are you going to give this, Rajiv? Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> Andrew's Andrew's more critical. Andrew Andrew's a more reliable reviewer. If this is a review show, well, Andrew and I, sir, I, I think I fall conveniently between the two of you. I'm not as I'm not as resentful and clearly angry as Andrew is about. But I did have that sense of I did have a, a sense of feeling like, twisted yeah, old man on disappointed the disappointed and let down, complaining about. Like, oh, these films aren't what they expect them to be. How it's not what it says on the box. Not what it says in the box. Oh, um, you said this was an action comedy. <laughs> this is a comedy action. How dare you? I've closed my book. I have no more. I have no more things to say. I don't know. I, I think it's a really charming film, and I, I wish I'd watched it differently. I wish I'd watched it without um, knowing that we were going to be discussing it critically. But um, I, uh, I would love to see some more work of hers. I'd love to see some more documentary because she's obviously got a great eye for interesting content. Yeah, I mean, I, I recommend the short film Day Trip, which I think you can find on NZ on screen. Awesome. Um, I'm in it, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's why I recommend reason. it. Yeah. Uh, the documentaries <laughs> that she's made are really great. Um, she made one, the Rob Moody one is really great um, yeah. about the cross-dressing, uh, the dress-wearing attorney. But she made one uh, a couple of years back called The King of Caravans, which I'm real excited to see. It's about um, a sort of depressed area of people living in a caravan park, but it sounds it sounds sort of uplifting and interesting. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it. And then she made a short film called The World in Your Window last year, which cost also edited, um, that won the jury prize at Claremont Friend. And I haven't seen it yet, but it yeah. looks really cool. So she, she's, she's interesting. She's a very interesting film. Another, yeah, I, I mean, I really liked her, her visual narrative. I thought she'd shot it really beautifully. And I, yeah, as I say, it was only those, it's the that blurred line that I think both Andrew and I went, 
and, and, and it's only, yeah. and in her defense, that's only because Clinton Duane is so endearing that I really bought into it. And I, I like Andrew, I felt a bit robbed when I was like, oh shit, it's not real. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing. If they weren't engaging, yeah. as engaging as they were, if they weren't, you know, if you didn't feel involved with them and their lives so much, then the, the turn wouldn't feel like such a, I mean, betrayal is a strong word, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, my main takeaway is like, because I, often I'm like, oh, what is the point of this? What's the narrative thrust? And I, I, I struggle with it, but I'm like, oh no, it's about being a good friend. And yeah, it's, kind of, and yeah, it's yeah. a very simple. Yeah, it's simple. a very simple yeah, thing, yeah, but it's, it's good, right? Like I, I'm fine with that. And I just think <laughs> that they, it's showing that undergrowth, <laughs> as we say, of New Zealand culture. I just thought they were quintessentially Kiwi. Uh, well, just the thing is they, that even know. if it's completely and utterly fake, you can 100% buy into the fact that there are these type of people absolutely out there in New Zealand. Yeah. I'm not so. Is 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 that is that good? <laughs> I don't know if a tourism yes. New Zealand will tourism New Zealand will use them as ambassadors, as such. But I think that they're charming. They and seem I think good. They, they don't seem backwards. No, they seem and they're not somewhat violent or aggressive. Or, no. Well, though I'm sure they're capable of it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're charming. They are quite charming. <laughs> Is it good? Sorry, sorry. You can be whatever you want to be, people in New Zealand. It's fine. I'm done. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Uh, we meant to st- uh, we meant to rate it. No, they don't. I was just that's just me being silly. My my end point. Sorry. Um, and and I sort of because uh, Andrew's on the other side of the world. Andrew, sorry for talking over you. Sometimes the Skype thing is a bit annoying. What would you have any final parting thoughts about the movie? Not really. I think I've I think I've sort of covered all of my thoughts and feelings about it. And it's you know as much as I've wanged on about this, I don't want to say betrayal. <laughs> Very it's hurt, the word you, you've used that word a he's lot. Hurt. He's hurt. Like Andrew's just, hurt. He's <laughs> hurt. A little bit. You, should, you need to write a letter to Zoe so McIntosh. I was in on these characters, <laughs> and then when I realised that it was not all real, mm. I was like, "Oh, yeah, I will fuck this." I'm going you know, to. Like, I'm going to re. I'm going to change my position. I, I'm going to state that I think everything in this film was 100 percent true. Well, that makes you 100% No, but I mean, like, I'm trying to get past that because there's obviously, there's obviously something that the filmmaker um, is, is, is getting at here, is using, is, is playing with, and that's fine. And those, like, those two characters are still, like, throughout the entirety of the film, they're never not engaging yeah. and interesting. And mm. they're never not characters that I, you know, don't want to watch. Yeah. Like, I... Like I, I would watch a whole film just on them. Same, which same, is which, same. And, and it's made you know, it's, bowling about Gizzy or whatever. Gizzy, <laughs> and, it, and it makes for it makes for really a really interesting conversation about the the authenticity or lack thereof. Yeah, and what does it mean? What does the term documentary really mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think exactly. I think we're, so we're good. If I'm gonna give it, a, I don't know, a star rating. Are we doing stars <laughs> this season? Sure, we probably have. Three and a half. Yeah, oh, that's, sounds a bit that right. sounds very high for how you really discuss it, but that's good. I'm really glad. Three and a half. Well, no, it's it's three and a half and five. Makes the best like four. I didn't hate the film. I didn't not like the film. It's just that. 
It's clear that you hated the film. Anyway. No, I, I, I mean, kidding. I hear what just Andrew's kidding. saying. Oh, yeah, yeah I hated the film. Fuck everyone involved. They're all awful people. They should burn hell. Screw them. Those horses say. should be shot. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I, I had a similar, possibly not Peaceful a strong business. reaction as Andrew did to <laughs> I, maybe betrayal. But I felt, and Carly and I discussed it afterwards because we went outside and we were like, oh, just, oh, there was a slight disappointment that it, the bits were contrived because they're disappointment they are so i think charming. that's better than betrayal yeah it's a disappointment, a disappointment. that it wasn't all real yeah uh, that seems fair enough but very enjoyable very yeah. enjoyable film i did enjoy it all right so um these, these... Oh, man if it oh, is all real that. then oh, man we look like dicks <laughs> it's not all real mate <laughs> it's not cody did not make that kissing booth right Art department worked on that. Poor bless her. Zoe, I think had visions of Zoe spending days making that booth. Bless her. I think I come across looking really great. Um, anyway, sorry. Well, um, that's fine. I mean, I'm not the one in New Zealand, so <laughs> I, guess one, I can be bad cop. You have to worry about your career. Um, <laughs> right. So this is pretty much wrapped up. This was a great discussion. Um, these don't necessarily go up in timely manner. Sorry, we sort of we sort of get them in the bag and then release them later. But oh, good. is there something you want to plug? Or places that people can this find like on the internet. So I've got to, do I have to eat something really hot? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, put my radio DJ voice on. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've got lots of gigs coming up, so I won't. Yeah, if, yeah, I, so if the, I plug one thing, it's a bit <laughs> yeah. frustrating. But, but where can they good. find you to look up? I am going to next appear in the Fly of the Concords. Have had a spin-off for what we do in the shadows, and they've made a six-part paranormal paranormal unit. unit. Yep. Well, that's the working title. I'm not sure if that's stuck. But for the purpose of this interview, Paranormal Unit. And uh, that started, I saw Karen the other day, who plays the lead cop, who I love. She's hilarious. And she said that Paul said it was, because it was meant to be coming out in June, but I think maybe July, there's a lot of special effects and after after post happening on it. But they're going to be hilarious, the, the episode that I'm in. They're very funny. Oh, very cool, very cool. And yeah, uh, and your music, we can Excellent. find you. Yeah, lots of music. You check it out online. I'm on Spotify or uh, SoundCloud or. And just look up Vanessa Stacy. Vanessa Stacy. Yep, that's great. Awesome. Well, uh, it's it's really I, I can vouch. Like I love the music. So if you're out there, it's funny to listen to some cool uh, R and B, funky, cool stuff. Awesome. Look up Vanessa Stacy. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Rajeevfilm, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M. I'm also there on the Letterboxd. Uh, you can find the podcast at N-T-Z-O-F on Twitter and uh, on iTunes and Blueberry and Stitcher, uh, please rate and review. A massive shout-outs to Jeremy Vila, audio engineer, who I keep forgetting to thank, Ooh. but we should thank him every episode because, you know, our, we're pretty amateur in our recording here, but Jeremy cleans it all up and makes it amazing. Uh, Andrew, what about, where, where can I find you? You could probably find me on the Twitter still at AndyJames <laughs> underscore Inc. with a K. Who knows with GDPR, though? GDPR? That's the data prediction thing that's coming oh yeah the warnings Europe. yeah oh we'll be on we'll be on there until they kick us off yeah sure why not and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode thank you for sticking with us apologies about that mid-season break but it made us uh possible to line up vanessa which is really cool so thanks for being on the podcast we really Such appreciate a pleasure it. thank you so very much vanessa cheers hun it's good that i'm not the only one who felt uh the way i did I just like to clarify, I didn't feel quite as strongly as you did, Andrew, but <laughs> similarly, we were definitely in the same ballpark. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. I was like the vintage cheddar. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You're just like in the, the regular cheddar. Yeah. And Rajiv was like, I don't know, eat him? Yeah, yeah. definitely eat him. I I'm d- ranking things by cheese. I don't understand your cheese reference. But we, we should let the listeners go and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Thanks. All right. Kakite. Kakite.